Welcome back to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your guest host this week, Alan McFarland, normally on The Laughing Libertarian, but I got roped into this deal this week, luckily. To my left here. You're doing this pretty good, you know? You probably take over pretty soon, you know? <laughs> I can't do multiple shows, and Josh is killing it every single week, so I'll take my, uh, my one or two. Okay, we're going to have a really big show today. And that is Louis Rodriguez. Thank you for having me here. The future host of Rodriguez Rants. Can't wait to see that, buddy. <laughs> can't wait to be a part of it. Can't wait to hear it. Can't wait to eat. Can't, all of it. I don't even know what to say. Can't I'm wait to start. <laughs> the magic is just raging for it, ain't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and over here, this fine young man over here. Oh, man, alive. He's spreading it on awful thick today, isn't he, people? Host of More on the More. Yes. Gary Moore. Hello, you all. It's good to be here. It's always good to get in here and uh, hang out with you guys and kind of run through some word and and uh, get into some politics because, hey, there's just a lot wrong going on, and it's about time the world kind of look at the basic, the simple, and maybe start finding the steps we can work on things. Hey, let's get on this. And his beard looks so good, we moved him closer to the camera. <laughs> for for those women in their 50s <laughs> and mom would murder you <laughs> yes yes but it's uh, when you it look at the demographics <laughs> a lot of shows end up they there's an age group range there so uh i'm just picking on one age group not necessarily picking just referencing <laughs> and the guy who <laughs> kills this week in and week out your normal host Above average, fantastic Thanks. even, Josh Cummins. Thanks for talking me up. Bringing the message this week. <laughs> yes, sir. You want to lead us in some prayer? I heard, you know, we have a... Uh, so my title this week, um, just before we get into that, um, is Just a Closer Walk with Thee. Just a Closer Walk with Thee. Like um, we'll yeah. try not to break up into singing this song, I, but yeah. at least that's <laughs> right, not on well, the agenda, is it? Um, so <laughs> I, I learned this week that a couple of my coworkers had never heard the Alabama version of that song. Um, and Alabama, for you youngsters out there, oh, is a band, not just a state. Yes. And um, they were fan- fantastic. And their rendition of it, I just, I love it. Uh, every time I hear it, I get goosebumps. Um, and, and yeah. So it, it inspired this message. I think the Lord spoke to me through that song this week. And uh, that's, that's where we're at. Um, so as we get into the prayer, um, we're going to do a prayer of healing. Um, we've got quite a few people to pray for this week. So I put them all on, on the list here. Um Louis requested for his mother, um, Maria Rodriguez, to be prayed for. Um, she fell down and broke two ribs. Um, she's having troubles walking um, and, and needs to get a wheelchair to get around. So she's she's having a lot a lot of lot of uh, things. Problem. Yeah, going on. And and she's uh, in her nineties. That's what he was telling us. Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's, it is. She's made it a few times around the sun, and, it, and that's, that's no small feat. Not so, to say the least. And um, so uh, also on the list is uh, our, our good friend of everybody at this table, uh, Daniel Rector. Uh, I've grown up with this guy. Um, he, he's been my best friend for many, many years um, growing up. And so I think my microphone's going in and out a little bit. I need to adjust here. <clears throat> All right. Um, but, yeah, he's got a lot of health issues going on. And uh, as a matter of fact, he called the wife earlier and, and she said um, that he was in so much pain that he was shaking. 
And uh, I said, well, you need to go to the hospital, brother. And, uh, and he said, no, I already went to the hospital and they're not going to do anything. So, um, he needs a lot of prayer as well. Um, and then my coworker, um, his father-in-law, Denny is, uh, dealing with, uh, cancer and Bell's palsy and is currently in a, um, paralysis state and having troubles breathing and, uh, even being able to drink water. So, um, also on the list, I had to put myself, uh, cause you can't forget to pray for yourself as well when you're in your prayers. Um, especially when it comes to healing, uh, I've been dealing with a lot of pain in my heel in particular and my legs. Um, it's just getting harder and harder to get around. And I want to go ahead and probably throw my dad's name in there as well, because he has a lot of problems with his legs and he has the same, same troubles just, uh, on a, on another level. Um, <laughs> uh, so can I go ahead and oh, I was going to go ahead and throw a few things out there. Yes. Okay. So first of all, I thought I was the biggest pain for both of you. So that actually makes me feel a little bit better, <laughs> but also, uh, before we get into You're it, a different type of pain. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, before we get into it, if you guys would love to like share this on all your favorite social media and please subscribe. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. All the bills are out of the way. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hope the, hopefully that'll help pay the bills. Um, so, uh, loving God, we come to thee uh, tonight. Uh, we want to pray that you will comfort uh, the names on this list, as were mentioned, um, in their suffering, um, lend skill to their hands and feet, um, and give uh, give your healing and and bless them <clears throat> and bless their meals, so that they may nurture their bodies, uh, cure them, and give them confidence uh, in the power of your grace. That whatever, uh, that whenever they are uh, afraid, they may put you, put their whole trust in you through Christ their Savior. Amen. 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 All right. Just a closer walk with thee. So, uh, do you think you were made by accident? That's my first question. Nope. I know that was a surety. Depends if you ask my parents. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so we were created for his uh, will and purpose through love. Uh, God created us because he wants us to be here, not because he just needed uh, companionship. Uh, every one of us has a purpose. Uh, sometimes that purpose is singing a song. Sometimes that purpose is delivering a message in a pulpit or on a podcast. Uh, sometimes that purpose is just a simple act of love. No one else can sing your song or deliver your message or give that simple act of love quite like you. We all have something special only we can do. All of us have our unique way to bring the love of God to the life of others. <clears throat> we read in Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. We find, our, uh, we find our purpose in life when we uphold what makes us special to glorify God. Nehemiah 9, chapter 9, verse 6 reads, <clears throat> You are Lord, you alone. You made the heaven, the, the, and the heavens, <laughs> heaven of the heavens, 
which all their host, uh, the earth and all that is in it and on it, uh, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve all of them, and the host of heaven worships you. God created all that and still took time to build you. Little speck of dust in the vastness of the universe, you. Do you still think you were made by accident? I guess not. <laughs> I've convinced him. <laughs> Purpose built. All right. Even if you feel like you are an accident or someone says a mistake, um, God doesn't work that way. There was a reason each and every one of us was born. And it's, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful thing when so many want to lay their own thoughts to the process. In, in the end, there was a purpose for your life, every one of us, mm-hmm. whether whether we realize it or not. It, there's a time and a season that we will have that we'll see great victories in in your life. And that starts with recognizing that you are worthy and someone loved you enough that you've made it this far. So even if you get to the point in your life that you're saying, um, you know, what's my wife life really worth? You've got to say, okay, you've made it this far. So there has to be some form of value. Because if there's not value to your life, then there wouldn't be much reason for God to say, you know what? Let me help him out and take him to the other side. Yeah, it's not, God, yeah. t- God took uh, great care and, and, and great detail in creating each and every one of us. Absolutely. Because uh, Psalms 139, 13 says, uh, For you were formed uh, of, uh, formed my inward parts. So I think, he's, I think it's stating his heart is pouring out there. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, so, and you knitted me, uh, so you knitted me together in my mother's womb. Um, that's, that's a big, big, uh, um, statement there. I mean, knitted together. So that's stitch by stitch. He paid attention to every little detail. He had to have a purpose. I mean, have you ever just said, Oh, I'm going to make half a blanket. I'm not going to, I'm just going to just throw the half a blanket over my shoulder. I I think, I think you're going to have a purpose for that blanket in the end. Even if it's just a half a blanket, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to use this for half my legs. I don't know. Maybe only half, well, if half it's a half a blanket, then it's a great shawl. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> right. it, beca- I mean, you know, it, it it gets a purpose. It it has it has a life. So you know, it's a scarf, and then when you knit a little bit more, it's a shawl, and if you knit it long enough, it's a blanket. I, th- I think in Jeremiah also, and I don't know if you've brought up Jer- um, if Jeremiah happens to be in your scripture, but I mean, literally, he he told him as a young man, he said, "I knew you before I formed you." Yeah, I, I actually didn't have that. So, so I, I mean, um, literally for Jeremiah, he's he is telling him just how special he is. He said, "Before you even begin to grow, I knew you. I knew your life. I knew what you would achieve. I would see those spots in your life that you would make me smile. I would see those times in your life that it seemed difficult. I see them all." See, that's the beautiful thing about having an omnipresent and omnipotent God is he causes, he can see things in your life. He sees your whole line. You know, everyone identifies the, uh, 
the line of your life as being your date of birth and your date of death, and then the line in the middle, it's what you do with that. And, you know, one the, of the things. The best part of that is getting a new beginning every day. So that's, that was the, yes. my next question here. So did you know that you every day we receive a new beginning? Every day you wake up and you got a, you got a fresh start. Exactly. That's worth than all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done studies on this. There was actually, a, I watched a video one time um, where this, this guy said, uh, uh, he's got just a general measure of people in the room. He said, uh, to, and when you wake up in the morning, um, you know, you're, when you first wake up in the morning, you, you know that you got a new beginning. And everybody's like, oh, yes. And they're, they're like, and I said, well, what's that worth to you? He said, uh, what if... For the rest of your, you got a million, we got, we gave you a million dollars, but you can only wake up once more. That's it. We give you a million dollars. You only get to wake up once more. Who, who in here would like to do that? Nobody raised their hand. What if we give you $10 million? $10 billion. Nobody's still raising their hand. $100 billion. All the money that you could ever want. But you only get to wake up one more time. Nobody's raising their hands. These young people are really scratching their heads. Why is he doing this? He said, because waking up in the morning, that new beginning is worth more than all the money in the world. And God gives us to us every single day. And there are uh, plenty of uh, ins and outs that we face when we live in faith. Um, sometimes we allow ourselves to think we are on top of everything. We've got it all figured out and there's nothing new to learn. That's when we truly are kidding ourselves. We find excuses for our actions we hide them away like they don't exist and pretend it's all okay. Even worse, we forget that God can change us and those around us. So Isaiah 43:19 says, "Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers and in the desert." <clears throat> Can you see what God is doing for you each day? Every single day when you wake up, just just getting wake up, can you see what God's doing for you every single day? Can you? Absolutely. Just the opportunity. I'll take it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it may be a difficult road, but it's a road nonetheless. He could just <clears throat> let you uh, burn up in the desert sun all alone. Understanding this can make you realize you can sure use a closer walk with God. Sometimes that walk can be made better in your relationships with people around you. A smile, an encouraging word, a handshake, a hug, or even a simple howdy. Because that begins a conversation and the possibility to lead someone to your very same joy. Uh, Second Corinthians Corinthians. 517 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Now, I want you to think what it's like not to have God. Sterling is shaking his head, No, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. Uh, who, who does, right? So it's, it's probably lonely, right? It's leaving you in a state of solitude. You only hear yourself. So really, you are in a state of silence. You can't truly move forward without him. So you are also in a state of stillness. Sounds isolated. 
selfish, very depressing. <clears throat> now bring back the wonderful news of God. Right, Sterling? I see the smile over there. <laughs> you give me that like 1990s Sprite commercial, commercial refreshment there. Like, <sighs> exactly, right? It comes right back into focus. That he walks with you and talks with you through his son, Jesus Christ. So in your solitude, you have Christ by your side walking with you. Kind of like that sand, uh, sand you know, footprints in the sand uh, poem, right? Uh, in your silence, you can hear God's plan, and in your stillness, you can become aware of not only your surroundings, but just what he wants you to do. Only the way that you can. You can become a new creature with purpose. Lamentations 3.26 says, It is good that one should wait quietly for salvation of the Lord. I think he's talking about patience. I'm little to no on patience. I've still got a long road ahead. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> uh, don't pray for patience. No, yeah, I've learned that the hard way. Patience comes through adversity. <laughs> um, the whole iron sharpens iron. You don't want to be the iron sharpening iron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's what we're all doing right here. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's when we... You don't want to be the piece of wood that the iron's trying yeah. to sharpen on because it doesn't work out for either of you. Well, it dulls the blade and yeah. chops them up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we all have that friend, or maybe this describes you, um, that person who drives a nice car, has a good family, takes vacations, has great friendships, and makes plenty of money. Still, this person says, something is missing. You know, if this is you, someone you know, try this. I want to have everybody do this at the, at the table, if they would, please. Place your hand over your heart. Feel your heartbeat. You say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. I need you. You feel that? Let's give a beat. <clears throat> that leads me to my two final questions. What do you think they are missing? Could it just be a closer walk with thee? I think we're all kind of missing that, to say the least. We kind of miss miss the simplicity of of that walk. Um, we we as humans we spend a lot of time feeling alone, and it's easy to get to feeling that way. Absolutely. You just, you know, you kind of going through the day and I'm one of probably, I think for a lot of people, you know, they've, they felt like they lost, it was like trying to keep track of the days. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind. It's 2020. I lost the whole year of 2020, so I, I got nothing. And I think we all did. <laughs> just want to block it out. Yes, we, we all want to block out 2020. Well, unfortunately, you know, um, the whole notion was is, you know, 2021. That'll be it. And then 2021 came and went. I'm not saying it wasn't better. There was a stride. But but there's still that struggle. In the end, it is is seeing that there is something in you that God's willing to walk with each and every one of us in such a way that if we just take the time and listen, we can hear him standing next to us. 
well, may not be, you know, so super audible, but I mean, he, he's there. He's God is just waiting for someone to say, I need help. Right. And the problem is we stay so connected to a lot of things Oh yeah, and, and we overwork um, our attention span. I mean, we really do. We're always bombarding ourselves with things that we don't take that time to think about that walk, think about what he's saying to us. Yeah, completely. So yeah, that um, that first fifteen minutes of the day when you're when you first wake up, or sometimes it's the last fifteen minutes before you go to bed. I think Louis, it's the last fifteen minutes before you go to bed. You do your prayers, right? So that's that quiet time, right? You're you're in your solitude, you're in your silence, um, and you know, so you're you're there with God, talking to Him directly. It's, it's like a and we of course we t- we talked about prayer changes things. We had um, our, our guest on recently that talked about all that, but. Um, that opportunity to speak with God, I think that'd be my answer to the question is, I think that's what people are missing is that connection to God through Jesus Christ. How do you feel about that, Louis? I'll tell you the truth. If my doctor tells me I'm going to die tomorrow, I'll tell God, give me that $10 million because I got a lot of people I could help out before I go. That's amazing. But... If I'm going to be able to live every day, I wouldn't take it. But, um, yes, you have to have God in your life. If you don't, what's the reason of living, you know? Yeah, very true. I think that's a really fantastic answer. See, and you had the wisdom. See, if you had been in that room with all those young people, they would have been, their wigs would have blown off if they were wearing them, right? Because they would have never thought of that. They're thinking about, what am I going to do about me? How am I going to spend that money on one day, right? They're not thinking about the fact that they could, they could, so many people could benefit from that. And that's, that's amazing, man. Yes. My kids would need that if I had the chance to do it that way. But if I could live every day, I'll take that anything besides money. Yeah. Because it's worth more. Yes. Right? And I would love to have that walk with God. That's the main reason we're all here. Yep. And only only you can reach out the way you do. Right, Louie? Mm-hmm. And uh, only my dad, Gary, can reach out the way he does. Absolutely. And uh, only Alan can reach Me. out the way he does. That is true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, truly <laughs> the unique person at the table. <laughs> no, no we, all, we all have our own way of, uh, of going out there. And yes, Louie? And we all have a purpose in this world. That's right. And we go through certain things in this world, hardships, headaches, and we could pass that on to somebody else and give them that knowledge so they may not go through it. Yes, sir. We all have a purpose for something. Say, I know Josh and I learn from you guys all the time. So, you know, it's uh, and it's nice even, you know, being where we are, being able to look at people younger than us and go, hey, look, you know, this is this is the way you uh, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's yeah. uh, it's amazing. Getting to be, well, see, I don't, I'm the only non-dad at the table, but um, getting to be an uncle several times over uh, and a great uncle several times over has been one of the biggest blessings in my life because, um, well, not only there, but even just, just with some coworkers at work sometimes as well, but um, just having younger people to be able to, pour that knowledge into and say, Hey, you know, (laughs) 
you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, you could be doing this. And well, the best part of it is at work, you can actually say you're doing it wrong and then go, I'll be waiting for that Father's Day gift. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I actually had an old, um, an old neighbor that, um, that was uh, yeah, a young couple, actually, that used to live across the hall from us in an apartment complex that we lived at, my wife and I. And uh, they would just get into these arguments all the time. Now, my wife and I were, you know, so far along in our marriage, but still we had our own bumps and whatever. But uh, even only being just a few years older than them, they just, they were, they were like cats and dogs between the, between the two, the two of them. And so I'd go spend some time with them impart some wisdom to them. A lot of stuff that I learned from this man right next to me, my dad, and um, just being able to, uh, to conflict, re- conflict resolution in a relationship, but also share the love of God, which is something else that I learned from this man right next to me. And um, they, on Father's Day, they bought me a Father's Day card. <laughs> and um, you can't see it on camera, uh, but if you've ever seen photographs of in here in the studio, there is a, um, a uh, black-suited Spider-Man that hangs from the ceiling just over the um, producer's desk. And that was the gift that they gave me for Father's Day because they knew I loved Spider-Man so much. So. <laughs> That's incredible. It's <laughs> incredible. I'm, I'm really happy because usually I make those jokes, people laugh, and then I, there's no story to add to it. But, man, that was awesome that you could take it to that next level. <laughs> Thanks. Um, well, I, I left us here with, with, with four minutes uh, to go on, on uh, this portion, but I think, I think it would be fair enough to, me- to go right into the family portion. Uh, you got a topic for us to stick to this week, Alan, or you want to just go free form? A free form. I thought you had a second question though. Oh, uh, I, I asked, uh, or did it all kind of get, what, what do you think that they were, uh, missing and, um, actually let me pull it back up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you had the first question. We kind of got in that. I didn't know. We, we it was second. kind of a two parter, like all in one, my notes. So, yeah. So what do you think they could, they, they are missing? Could it just be a closer walk with thee? Okay. So okay. could be what could that be the thing that they're missing? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I mean, I think Louis put it out eloquently. He, he, you know, he said I would take that walk any day over that that one day with the ten million dollars or however long with ten million dollars or however much money because it's worth so much more. So I would I would say that that uh, and because that was what was. I, I agreed with myself, of course. I mean, that's a little bit biased, but I mean, it's also saying what we just pulled up in scripture as well. So it's not coming back void. And it's, I think, I think it answers the question the best way, Louis. Um, I would take that walk with thee. When I thought maybe I did kind of like you talking about, you know, helping your neighbors out and actually getting that <laughs> Father's Day gift there. But I mean, how about we reflect on things, on times where we've actually gotten a chance to get that great feeling about teaching someone. You know, we all have, have those moments in our lives where we've taught someone, we've taken them from somewhere, you know, maybe they're doing a small, a small project and we've gotten to step in with some of that, that knowledge that we have. Anybody have a, a story we could possibly tap into there? I know I got two guys. The most wisdom is at that right, end of the table. Right here, <laughs> right in front of me. No pressure. Josh's buddy Daniel didn't know how to ride a bike, so we had to, of course, teach him that. And I 
Yes, I need to lean back in. It's so nice sitting in that chair. That swing arm <laughs> just comes right over there. You can just you can find that. He's just going to rub that in my face till the end of the episode. <laughs> yes, we'll uh, shift the. We'll we'll flip flop you yeah, again n- yeah, someday. Next, next time you're on, yes, you'll be sitting here <laughs> certainly. Not to say that you did not do a fine job, but no, that was uh, you know Danny didn't know how to ride a bike, so we worked with him on that. And there's actually been two or three kids, I believe, from the old neighborhood that we'd helped with some different things. Mm-hmm. And I I, I just kind of feel like we modeled, did our best to model what was what was a, a, a good family. I won't say we were a great family, but I, I believe there were kids in the neighborhood that, that seen that there, there was definitely something different. Um, you know, it wasn't uncommon for the boys to kind of go here and go there and get into things they probably shouldn't have. And I'm not going to say it was all their friends fault. They had every opportunity to say no. And of course they, Josh can attest. There's been a couple teachable moments that he still feels I was, I was trying to calculate how much time you're going to spend looking at me and wonder if I was part of that. <laughs> no, I, 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 he doesn't I break think, eye contact with me for 15 no. seconds. It's me. I've done something. No, no. It's, what did you it's do? It's kind of one of those things where, um, this is going to be another story. I'm staying in line with the mic. So it's kind of like I can pick uh-huh. up peripherals so much, but sooner or later I've got to lock sure. you in to catch the peripherals. Else. No, but, um, the years that you were around, uh, I, I, I think I won't. I can't speak it to anything specific directly for you, at least off the top of my head. I'd have to search a while. Yeah, that uh, means I. That means I like, kept it. I, did, I didn't fail the old man. Well, <laughs> oh, I was thinking I got away with it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm sure what, there's a lot of stuff you didn't get away with. No, but no, um, I know what Mom said. Because, I mean, anybody that knows Alan knows he likes to talk like, like everybody else at this table. Oh, yeah. Um, but she she uh, said that when we went on vacation as kids, I remember we went to Tennessee together, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. I remember, I remember a lot of good memories from that vacation, but uh, um, one of the few, few vacations I got to go on in my lifetime because my parents actually <laughs> took me. I haven't been as an adult too much. But, yeah, when uh, Alan went with us, uh, my mom said, uh, that boy wouldn't shut up the whole time. <laughs> He just never stopped talking. It was like the <laughs> now see when they went looking for the Energizer Bunny, they missed the mark. They could have used Alan. Yeah, they could. Have. They <laughs> could have, guys. They could have just put a little battery pack on the front of him and just let him go. <laughs> and now it's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> you tuned in. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but you know that's that's. I know there was. I definitely know that we impacted. Neil and Eric on with your gym's buddies. Yeah, I'm a brother. And uh, so, I mean, there was there were several that we impacted to. Uh, like I said, Neil went to church with us pretty regularly. Um, they're there for quite some time. Yeah. He has, um, since they've reached adulthood, um, we don't see him as often as we used to. Um, it's but, always good to have that reunion for sure. Yeah. So I can definitely say there's there's been lives that we've impacted and we don't always see everything that comes out of it. Um, you know, we're not all 
we're not all fortunate enough to end up getting a a black spider man we can hang from the studio <laughs> ceiling. Jeez, Josh. <laughs> everyone, everyone glare at Josh. <laughs> Look at me and my black spider man. <laughs> that will be no the guilt. scene. That'll be the scene we can edit in red laser beams shooting at Josh. <laughs> I was thinking that someone's gonna pull that audio and put it against Alan for laughing libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I I think we we can't say that we impacted people greatly. But I know there'll be a time that someone will come back. Um, now there was one young fellow that we had. I impacted his life with a baseball. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, he had he had a lot of troubles, but. He just felt like he could relate to me, and we got along really well at church and everything. Um, I feel bad. Once his parents uh, divorced, that just kind of shot everything for him to the point that um, he got into drugs and actually ended up, I'm wanting to say, I think he died, either died of a drug overdose out when he had gotten out of jail, but um, he, I did have communications with him and i said hey listen if you never want to talk give me a call you've got my number now so and just really didn't get the calls i was hoping to see and and you know i did what i could i was like hey listen stay in you know you know enough word to keep you going through the prison system and get out and get on the right side again um but unfortunately and that's part of the problem with the prison system is um some get in there, and it's not called rehabilitation that takes place. Um, in a lot of cases, it's just literally sucks any any good in the individual. So um, that was something that I had to kind of struggle with to make sure that as I improved what I was doing was um, kind of upping my game to make sure that the individuals I did come in contact with that I – I left the understanding is God has a purpose for your life. If you will walk with him, talk with him, and have that closer walk with him, then you can avoid the pitfalls. And that's right. something they not every kid gets. They're just like, you know, oh, you're just an adult. You're just right. trying to get me to be like you, and you're just so not lit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the... <laughs> The youth has to be impressionable too. So yes. Um, do you have a Louis? Do you have a good one for us? Well, we was all born to be a teacher. What we learn is when we learn from our father and mother, and we try to teach our kids about it, yeah. and teach them the right things and the wrong things. Me, I was a failure on that because I was young when I had kids. I was doing that gangster mode. You know, and I used to teach them a lot about defending themselves and fighting, but... That's huge, though. I mean, by itself. But I should have did more of a religion with them. I should have taught them a lot more about respecting people, you know, and I fell on that. But God always brought me these, I, I say these low lives, people that were not, you know, 
good people, and they always came around me, and they always asked me for questions, and I always taught them what was right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them would listen and say, well, you know, and then they found out who that I had a lot of kids. They used to all call me Papa Lou, you know? <laughs> and um, I guess God put me in life to teach them, the, to teach them instead of my kids, which I should have been doing. And I guess we all got a purpose, like he said, you know. Yeah, it's all about that impact. And, I, you know, sometimes you don't impact everyone the way you mean to or may, or the way you want to, right? I mean, what's the, the saying? You can't pour from an empty cup, right? But that, But we don't all have one cup. We don't just have one cup. I mean, we have a cup for everything. We have a cup for all different types of knowledge. And if we don't have... If we don't have faith in this cup, how can we give anyone faith, right? We don't have that ingredient. But you took what you had. You took your cups that were at least halfway full, mm-hmm. quarter of the way full. Anything that had a little bit in it, you were going to share what was in that with everybody else around you. And that's that's incredible. I mean, maybe it wasn't with your children. And, you know, that's that's your cross to bear, per se. I mean, yeah. with how you feel about it, right? But at the end of the day, you know, you're making impressions on on several people, even people who weren't blood to you, which means even more, right? Like you don't have to, these are people you had no obligation to. So think about that. Yeah. I used to feel sorry for them. And for some reason, people used to, you know, know them and look at them like low lives, but I never looked at them that way. I used to always concern, console them. Console. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, tell them things that what's right and what's wrong even though sometimes they didn't like it, but they would listen. And um, I, I did pretty good with some of them, you know, not all of them. But, but. You're very good at that, Louie. There's <laughs> been a few times that you set me straight. We're friends. But, you know, there was a few times that I needed it. And um, it's, it's like with my dad, you know, when it comes to, it come to discipline growing up, no one could lecture like this man next to me. Uh, if I, 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 I would rather have been beaten with a wooden paddle 50 times over than get one of those lectures. <laughs> Man, but, I could have saved some whole words there. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, I could have got, I could have recaptured but, six hours of my life. life. <laughs> but I'll tell you, um, that shaped me more than any paddle ever could because... That's how hard you swing the paddle. <laughs> if, you, if you crack a femur or something, yeah, that really does shape you. <laughs> I believe, be, I believe they both really knew, vessel then. They both knew the result of hard discipline and it doesn't I don't follow Dr. Spock because spare the rod, spoil the child. Um so when it when it called for it, yeah, when we really there was did harsher something. discipline. Yeah, when it really and, called for it, but if I but, could if I could have chose as a kid, like I say well, what would you like today? Uh, because you did bad, uh, I could spank you. Uh, Three or, times. Or you could sit here for a couple hours and listen to me lecture to you. Please hit me. Hit me and get it over. That, I had this I, same situation with my parents. My mom was the like emotional, explosive like hitter. Yeah. Like, bam, 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 done. You're done. You're done for the day. Yeah, you hurt a little bit, but I mean, you're done for the day. You can go out and do what you want. My dad was, uh, you know what? I went ahead and called in today, so you're my job today. 
was like, no, just uh, a broken nose being reset would take less time than this. Just pop me one time. <laughs> but that molded you into a really good man, Alan. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Pshaw. <laughs> Louis, did we cut you off, buddy? I, I didn't want to no, do that. No, no, no. no. I, I think you're getting an, a little bit of an opportunity now with your children now, aren't you a little bit more? No. no. Okay. Well, we we're gonna keep putting it out there. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep extending the olive branch because that's what what uh, yeah. men of faith do. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, and we're and, and personally, we're gonna keep learning from you ourselves. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, I mean, just like I said a while ago, I mean, there's been times where you you had to you had to set me straight, but but there are also times where like when we were when we were putting the stuff together in the studio, you were just like, no, 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 you can do it, do it this way, and I was doing it wrong the whole time, and you're just like, yeah, it's real easy. Just here you go. I'm going, uh, yep, I'm a slow learner. Yep. Thanks, Louie. <laughs> you taught me a lot. Uh, you know, I know our friendship has not been just about a few years, but you've taught me a lot. Um, so. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a joy. It's been a joy. Do you have any, I know you talked about, you know, the people at work and things like that. Do you have any particular impressions you've made? Yeah. So um, it's usually when it pertains to relationships. Is my strong suit. Um, I don't know why that is, because if you ask Laura, I'm a slow learner, as I said. <laughs> but right when I got a mouthful of water, thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, well, so, in other words, we nearly tested the sprinkler system. Yeah, <laughs> just about, just about. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, there's a there's a quite a few young. Uh, guys that have, have come up at our, at our work now and um, they're, you know, a couple of them are married. Some of them aren't They're you know, and they're working through relationships with just girlfriends or whatever. But um, I think they've, they've now found that they can come to me with some of those issues and um, I can kind of talk them through what I've learned slowly <laughs> over the years and say, Hey, you know, you're working way too hard. Now, or, are you taking this work home and then, Letting someone oh, at the house, <laughs> no, taking it home and going, all right, so what do I say here? Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Laura, please don't hurt me. What do I tell them? <laughs> so I, I did, I did have to consult with her a few times uh, over the years, but uh, I mean, it's only to get the woman's perspective, right? Because I can only give so much of what I know to be true, what I've learned from my side of the relationship, but it takes two to tango. Um, or at least that's what we've always been told, right? Um you can Texas two-step also. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, so they've 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 come to me a lot of times. <laughs> the the the, uh, the producer's desk is just in shambles. They're laughing so much. Hey, stop giggling over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they've they've come to me with their relationship uh, woes, and and I've been able to walk them through it, and and uh, and, and it's 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 really cool to watch them uh, then come back to me and say. Hey, actually, uh, I had been working too hard. I've been been trying to do this, and I basically working against themselves in the relationship. That happens a lot with um, young men in particular. We always we get like a little more hot headed. Um, a guy uh, hot headed, right? Feel so attacked. I know. It's kind of natural, right? Because we we got the testosterone running and everything, so we get a little bit hot headed, and we 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 act a certain way or we get a little bit angry or I'm just trying to do something right now. Leave me alone. And you have to learn to put that aside and go, I'm going to put down what I'm doing. I'm going to go 
find out what she's concerned with at this moment. And I had, I had to learn to uh, be soft with my wife and be kind and be still with her and not try to make her feel like she's attacked. Right. If, I, if I just happen to be doing something else, I'm just going to have to put that aside for that moment because I need to be attentive to her and her needs. And, yeah, if you're in a relationship and you need to um, uh, make that woman feel like she's loved, um, the best way to do that is to, is to, to, to listen to her and to be attentive. And these, they, a lot of these young guys, they don't, they don't get that. They don't understand. They're like, well, she said this, and that, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter. What, whatever she said... Put that aside. You remain remain quiet and calm and listen to what she has to say. And, you know, at some point, even if she's mad, she's noticed that you're listening the whole time. And that can change the entire dynamic of what's happening there. Also, what can destroy a marriage? Jealousy. Mm-hmm. If you're jealous of your wife every time, you see a guy look at her or say something to her, it's no good. She's with you. You should have that confidence that she's with you only. Mm-hmm. She picked you. So if you see her talking to somebody. Yeah, especially if you got that proof, right, the, the yeah. house. Yeah. And the same thing goes with her. She shouldn't be jealous of you, you know, because jealousy is no good when it comes to a marriage. Because it, it ruins a marriage, and that would bring a lot of arguments and problems in life. But if you could talk it over and you see that you don't like a thing, or why this guy talking to you or this and that, you know, talk it over with her. But don't get jealous. Don't go out there and look for a fight or something with somebody until you discuss it with your wife. See, I get to learn from you guys because honestly – you know, whereas you get to say you're the only non-father at the table. I'm, I'm the person about every four years likes to give away half my stuff and half my money. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you presented it like a joke, so I had to laugh. I, it was a joke, <laughs> okay. and that's going <laughs> to the government. I, exactly, <laughs> they get me every year. My first wife, I always trusted her with anybody. Producer's desk is in shambles again. Good. I always <laughs> trusted her with everybody. I never got jealous of her talking to somebody and she never got jealous of me. Our problems were more family problems with the kids and stuff like that. But when it came to jealousy, I always trusted her. And that's what you got to do. Trust your wife. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and each, like you said, each side has to trust the other. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if there's no trust, what are you building it on? Right. Um, of course you want at the center of that relationship to be God. Um, That'll be the, the glue that holds everything together. Because Laura and I have said time and time again, if it wasn't for God being at the center of our lives, we we would have practiced the whole thing of like like, like somebody dating somebody, just signed the divorce papers and said goodbye, see ya. Because uh, you know, because in, in in the dating world, it's you're with somebody, and then you're not. Then you're with somebody, and then you're not. And then you're with, you just kind of move on, right? And it's like we're but practicing you guys, but for you divorce. Guys, but you guys are throupling with God. <laughs> and it also would have been that yes, he'd have gotten his butt kicked by dad. <laughs> An hour's worth of beating and then two hours worth of lecture. I was like, why in the world would you think that you were right in this situation or that she was the only one that was wrong? So, And that that's that's the issue with 
relationships. There is a give and a take. There's no such thing as 50-50 in a marriage. So there's always going to be someone that's going to have to give more. And uh, so when we grasp the concept of that, then we can kind of work towards um, what our, our common goals are. Now, the thing we need to realize more than anything is not only our relationship with Christ, is that the person across the table from us isn't our enemy. It is the individual that is either feeding you information, and that's the devil, or one of his dominions, minions, that is just just feeding you this junk, this toxic crap that, that this person is your enemy. And that's not how a relationship is supposed to work. If you truly want to find out how a relationship should be, a man will go through and work so super hard to figure out how to get that ring on a finger. But once he's got the ring on the finger, how hard does he work to make sure that ring stays on that finger? Yeah. They don't. They choose not to. You got to continue to work at it. You got yes, you got to continue that educational process. I think one of the the biggest things I see and especially in young people relationships is um where Okay, so guys and girls obviously think differently. Sorry to break your liberals' hearts out there, but there's only two genders. Fight me. Uh, no. <laughs> That's not a call to action. Just, you know, argue with me. Change my mind. But so women, they just want to be heard, right? They, they think emotionally. They gen- tend to uh, just want their problems to be heard, right? And then a guy hears a problem and goes, ah, I have the tool for that. Let's fix that. Let's turn the wrench on that. Let's uh, put the, pull the screwdriver out. Let's fix that that way. Let's put, we'll pull this out of the toolbox. This will fix that problem. And so we, we go f- as far as giving the statement of, this is how we fix that. Hey, here's a solution. They don't need the solution right now because sometimes the solution is just being, the problem being heard. Yeah, the solution is what's hanging off the side of your ear. God gave you two of them for a reason, yes. right? He gave you two of them for a reason, and I think that's what a lot of young men uh, stopped learning how to do. Um, and if they would listen, they would find out that the the thing that they're they're mad about, and I put that in quotations for a reason, is because that's not usually what they're actually mad about. It's actually something much deeper. Um, so if they actually listen and they take that time, they'll find out what what is that deeper thing, or actually go as far as to ask those questions, like, okay, I understand that you're angry about this. I've upset you, clearly. What, what is the heart of this issue? Where, what is causing the most hurt or pain? Because, you know, maybe you chewed your chips too loudly or something, and that was what caused this big burst of anger, or th- so you thought, unless you were to take the time to listen and find out that it was actually about you looking at a girl at a grocery store or something like that. Because those, those kinds of actions, <laughs> we shouldn't be engaging in those things either, especially if we're married. Um, but those are the things that they could truly be mad about, or it could be something even worse, right? Um, but we don't take, we got to take the time to listen and, and understand um, what they have to say. Yeah. Life is not easy and well. Life gets harder and harder 
every time you get older and older. Mm-hmm. Nothing is easy. You got bills that you can't pay. Don't take it out on your wife. That's right. Try to solve it. Mm-hmm. You got any other problems that you have? Try to solve it because life is not easy and not going to get easy for you. It's how you make it easy for yourself. You know, and you got to remember that the same thing goes with her. And you got to make her realize, you know, life is not that easy. We got to fight and get what we need. And sooner or later, it will come to you. Yeah, you're a team, right? Yeah. You got to go back to back and get ready for the rumble. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, let's see here what I got your six. That's what you got to yeah, say. Yeah, I got your six. Got yeah, your I like six. That. And well, uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, God says, uh, you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Now check out the hook while Jesus revolves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alan's right. saying no. I know we have like thirty five minutes left in the show, but uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> 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 well, for myself, uh, of course, I have a daughter. And uh, it's, you know, I get, I get the opportunity to teach her all kinds of things, uh, good, bad, otherwise. Some we'll find out later. Yeah. <laughs> Some the world will have to just deal with because I won't <laughs> be here anymore. Um, but, you know, beyond that, being able to teach people over the years in the industry I've been in and the job I've done for 20 years now, 20 years this year, um, training people over the years. Yeah. Um, I was a basketball coach for a season. That was kind of fun for little kids. You know, Satan taking my passion and being able to go out there and go, okay, this is great. Here's what your coach keeps teaching you. Let's show you how to make this. Let's show you how to elevate this. You know, do you want to, that thing you saw me in there goofing off doing before you came into practice, let's go ahead and incorporate that and show you how to do that. Um, and now I get to do that with my daughter who's going to play, ball, who should be playing basketball next season. So watching her get frustrated, knowing that, and I know you guys know this, but watching the frustration, knowing that it's part of the process and not trying to smooth over the frustration, just going, okay, that's fine. Get mad. Get mad. Getting mad is okay because eventually you're going to get good at this and you're not going to be mad anymore. You're going to really appreciate this. Yeah. So um, I think that's the hardest part, especially as a dad, yeah. is just going, ah, oh, she's frustrated. I need, I need for her not to be frustrated. I need her to understand that this is going to come. And then eventually just having to go, look, she's going to be frustrated. It's going to happen. Just let it happen. And then when she finally gets it, everything's good in the world. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a whole lot and I feel kind of selfish because as you guys are telling your stories and I definitely appreciate them because they're amazing. But I looked at them and I go, man, have I really, have I really had a hard time my entire, am I having a hard time right now thinking of a time where I've actually got to pass on my knowledge other than just training people at work? But I mean, realistically, I spend more time working than anything else. And I don't want to just go on about my daughter also. So but really what it comes down to is it's it's amazing to see the impacts that you've had people in the neighborhood, you know, people in the neighborhood as well, and, and how you guys have incorporated God into, into that. Um, and I just, you know, I really don't think I have that per se, or at least I don't think about it. I don't think about it at all because I'm more of a like there's a problem. I should teach you how to fix it so that you're self-sufficient, but uh, get out of my way. <laughs> and and that's, I, that's, I think, is my problem when I, we're having this conversation. Well, and see, that's not necessarily a bad thing because there's, we all learn different ways. And there's a lot of people that if I see it, I can repeat it. And, and of course, Hey, 
That's how little kids learn a lot of things from adults, especially curse words. They see it, they hear it, they repeat it. It's like shampoo, you know, wash, rinse, <laughs> and repeat. repeat. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm giving That's a sham, by the way. <laughs> yes, you think after one bottle it would look good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a marketing plea that they, they you don't have to you don't have to rinse and repeat. No. Just the one time works. One time works. And when it comes to kids, you got to teach them and you got to always listen to them, you know, and you could teach them one thing. They go on the streets and learn another thing. Right. And they come back to you and they tell you, well, that, it ain't that way and this way. And you got to let them understand. Kids go through different stages as they're growing up and you got to know those stages and try to correct them before it's too late. Right. And I think, I think I can appreciate it. I'm 38 and I can appreciate a lot of things now that I couldn't appreciate when I was younger because I knew better. I knew more, right? Every, everybody telling me anything was just outdated information. Yes. The world's different. Well, the, the beauty of it, if your daughter's getting frustrated, that just kind of reminds her that when she gets that W, that's when it's sweeter. It's, it's like that perfect drink of water. When you've completed something, it's it's cool, it's refreshing, it's great. When you get the win in a in a game, it's 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 so much sweeter because you know you've put in the time, you did everything right. And right now we've got a society that just would soon say, "Well, Bobby, Billy, Jenny, Janet, you're great because you were a participant." Right. Life, 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 <laughs> Thank life, you for being here. Life is winners and losers. No one wants to be a loser. Right. At, at, at anything in life. We all want to be successful. Um, do we all have the mindset of, say, uh, Elon Musk? Well, I think we'd all like to think we've got a little bit of that kind of concept in our brain. But do we have the drive? Do we have to have what do we have? Yeah. Do we have the drive? Are we in the place where we can do things to get? Do um, can we find those niches that'll take us to the next level? And and of course, with this podcast, this is we're jumping into a realm that people have already gotten into. So now everyone else has already got, got into this race. You know, they're in the marathon. They're at mile. They're at mile twenty. We're at mile six. I'm coming for you. And we're coming for you. We're coming for we you. Get, we got wheels like Greg Abbott. <laughs> yes, 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 sir. <clears throat> well, gentlemen, speaking of uh, coming up with a few things, especially talking about Greg Abbott and a little dot on Elon. We have, a little, we have a little bit to talk about there. Um, you guys want to break into the politics section? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. Everybody gets all hungry for this part, man. Yeah. Everybody gets all riled up. Louie, get riled up, buddy. I'm, I'm telling everybody, everybody's going to riled up. He's, he is ready to rant in a bad way. So when that show comes on, join, like, share immediately. Yes, yes, yes. So we've seen, you know, over the weeks, we have seen a couple of Rodriguez rants, like, live. And they're, yeah. is it weird to say captivating? Is it weird? Oh, it's no. it's entertaining, to say the least. Because, yes. like, I, I don't know, Louie, when you look right into the camera and just start, I wouldn't even say pouring your soul. Because you're not pouring your, you're just, chomping you're like going in there blood in the water i love it man i sit right across from you and i go okay i can watch this 
One word, gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> the great whites are a feeding. Ooh. All right. All right. So the first topic we have here comes from the Washington Examiner. The Biden administration plans restrictions on oil and gas leasing in Alaska. Hmm. Go figure, guys. Fire up that uh, electric bill. I mean, that electric car. Sorry. Uh, the Interior Department's Bureau of Land Management, the BLM, uh, <laughs> intends to block... Interesting. Was, was that an accident? Whoops. Uh, insta- Probably not. <laughs> intends to block leasing on a large share of oil and gas-rich federal lands in Alaska, a move that accords... With the Biden administration's strategy, I got to put my spectacles on here in a second. Okay. <laughs> strategy of scaling back fossil fuel production in an attempt to mitigate climate change. In a Monday court filing, the BLM oh. said it would return management of the National Petroleum Reserve, Alaska, to a plan established during President Barack Obama's tenure, leaving some 52% or 11.8 million acres of the reserve open to oil and gas leasing. So. So they really want to get rid of this stuff, guys. I mean, they really want to dial back petroleum. The thing is that, you know, we saw this with Saki uh, talking about, and this is previously, yeah. speaking about all the leases they've they've allowed, right? But leasing land doesn't necessarily mean they're drilling there. There's even potential oil there. It's just they have to lease. They have to pay to have that lease to inspect the land to see if it's even something they're going to be able to drill. Viable. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you, you lease me something that's this bedrock <laughs> with no yeah. chance of oil there you're not really giving me an opportunity here right if there's no oil there could be gold <laughs> oh no <laughs> they oh, were no, watching that no, show no, before we no started more, tonight no more shows on gold for gary <laughs> <laughs> there's always gold in them matter heels <laughs> louis you can watch gold shows all you want man but we're we're barring gary from doing it <laughs> i came down and looked at josh and said you know your dad said they were waiting for me to finish my food but he's watching a show about gold right now. So <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, less leasing, less oil, uh, hopefully more electricity for them. What do we think? All righty. Well, I guess I got my rant on this one. Do it to it. Dig in. Yeah. We've already identified that uh, the United States has the ability to process the oil to create cleaner fossil fuels than any other country. In the world. We've beautiful, already, beautiful we've clean already coal. proven that. Are beautiful, you, clean coal. Are you saying that Russia's oil isn't the cleanest, most pristine oil in the world? Hey, listen, I don't know how they process it, but they don't. these hey, studies <laughs> identify. He's putting it the right way. He is putting it the right way. Putting okay. it the right way. <laughs> um, now, I guess we should have added Putin to that prayer list. I, I have heard that there is a video linked or leaked, leaked out, showing that he may have Parkinson's. So we may have someone that is maybe even more off base than our president in right. the middle Former of former vice president. That's fair. I mean, you Former guys are vice president. You guys are good Christian folks, so you'll you'll give him well wishes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wish he was in a well. Well, <laughs> I. Certainly. I just pray that the Lord does, in the end, the Lord's will will be the outcome. And, and That's a good way of putting that it. I'm, I accept that and graciously yeah. accept that. God gets the victory. I've read the end of the book, Alan. Oh. God wins. You saw it? 
Yes. Why, why are you going to break it to me like that? I, <laughs> I thought he was about to break out into Harry Carey over here. God, God wins. wins. God wins. <laughs> yes, God does win. God, and for those that don't, God's not dead. That's right. He sure is around. So what do you, what do you think about all the uh, dialing back on natural gas and, and oil access in Alaska? Well, as Saki said, there's a lot of oil companies that have the permit to drill, but yet they're not doing it. Use your nickname for her, Louie. <laughs> He's got a nickname. Peppermint for Patty. Peppermint Patty. <laughs> I think that might just be a, a harsh stance to take on poor Peppermint Patty. I mean, <laughs> my Peanuts girl, she can rock a baseball. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> And uh, this one can only rock a CNB- CNBC. Well, it, re- it really stinks for me them not wanting to get domestic oil, uh, mainly because uh, you know just last year I bought a Durango and it's got a third row, and I really wanted to get some use out of that five point seven liter engine, <laughs> 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 and now it costs a lot of money to fill. It. I mean, it was going to be expensive before to fill it up, but now it's it's killing me. You're killing me, Smalls, and I, I don't understand the stupidity here. It's it's a level of stupidity that I think I don't think that I I didn't think that I would ever see in my lifetime. Right. Because it was like, uh, although I didn't care for W either, but the one thing that he did do because well, I think it might have been because his family had ties to oil, but he said, "Let's get as much oil as possible domestic." Um, so gas prices were, were were pretty good during his uh, term, and uh, I mean, other than when that you know horrible event happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then I remember gas being fourteen dollars a gallon that day. I drove. I remember going past a gas station. It was fourteen dollars a gallon that day, and then that was it. But that's yeah, not, that. I mean, that wasn't his fault. Yeah, <laughs> not his fault. Imagine taking um, a trip from here to New York. How much would it cost just for a four cylinder? Oof. So just in your little, like a, like a, what was it? A geo Metro, one of those little (laughs) cars. Yeah. But, uh, it just, it's, it's, it's so stupid. Most people are driving gas powered cars. They just are. And most people cannot afford an electric car right now or an EV is they're wanting to shorten it now. It's cause it's, that's what's, that's what's uh, hot right now as an EV. Um, I don't care. It's not affordable. I could barely afford the gas powered car that I bought. I'm, I don't have, I have a mortgage. I have lots of bills that I'd like to pay. But yes. Ellen? And if you have that gasoline powered car, just in March alone, electricity went up 11.1%. So filling up your car in your driveway with an extension cord still costs you more money when your electricity and is 11.1%. when you come to the concept oh. that you have to um, run, I think it's what a, they need a 220. Yeah, but guess how that, that electricity is generated? <gasps> Depends where you live in the country. Yeah, but, but a lot of it is either coal. Beautiful, beautiful, clean coal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
you're still uh, burning some kind of fuel to produce your electricity. Yeah. And our electricity is still going up. And it doesn't matter if everyone parked an electric car in their driveway and started plugging up, if the grid could even handle it, which it couldn't. No, we no. won't. You um, still have to burn a lot of dinosaur bones to get there. Exactly. And <laughs> I mean, and beyond that, you would also. Which you can find a lot of really good gold around dinosaur oh, no, bones. Gary. Oh, Gary. Oh, jeez. Uh, He's still, really digging for that one. <laughs> ah, you're digging for the gold. Uh, I like hey, you started with bedrock. I'm done with you guys. So, <laughs> but if everyone did, you would just create more demand. And yeah. anybody knows more demand and your supply issues and everything else that has to work to make that is just going to drive the price of electricity up. So now instead of just paying for gasoline for a vehicle to get back and forth, you're paying for electricity to fill up your car but also to run everything in your house as well. Yeah, just the power mm-hmm. of the studio. It's costing us more money. So, yeah, every every single aspect of your life, even when you're not in your vehicle, is costing more because of that versus just gas in your car, guys. Yeah. So that's, that's I'm, I'm not anti-electric vehicle. I get where they're going with it. Um, however, no one is willing to take into consideration what it takes to make those batteries, what it takes to destroy those batteries. Um, it actually creates more waste and more pollution exactly. in creating and destroying the batteries. We just don't see it because it's done somewhere else. And that's the trick yes. that government plays on us. See, that was one of the things is that we need to realize is that the process of that, where is that coming from? Where are those metals coming from? Not here in the United States. No, Where they're... are the main plants? China and Russia? Yes, China and Russia. Well, not so, like that, but uh, these the, the higher cost of fuel drives up the the price of being able to truck goods, right? right? Which, where do you think that the the uh, price of goods uh, that, that now that they have to pay a higher price price in fueling to get those goods to said location to sell them? Who who do you think takes the brunt of that? The consumer, right? Well, it's and, not the CEO that is sitting at the top. And, He's uh, going to send that right down to the consumer. Well, so, for, that so for those is of us, you and I, exactly. So for those of us who are living to paycheck to paycheck out there, because um, I know that there are people much worse off than I am, and, and I'm not in a great financial place. But uh, you know, uh, um, those I people. I think we are, could almost say that that uh, that's almost a ninety nine percent. But I but I think that there's a lot of people out there in this country that they're, they're hurting so bad financially that they're hoping that their next paycheck is enough to cover a few other bills and they're kind of playing games just to make, be able to get by. And now they're um, not only playing those games to get by, uh, but they, it may cost their life. And that's what, that's what really irks me about this is the, that, that level of stupidity. It's a Josh rants. Yeah. You're getting a Josh <laughs> rants. Come on. It's this level of stupidity because people are out there dying, dying because they can't afford to go to work. It's Cummins compassion. They can't afford to visit their neighbor next door. They My can't groceries. afford to feed their children. Now, they, now they've lost their children. They can't afford to feed themselves. Now they're gone. Guess what that means? That means they get to rely on the government for everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I still state, then who pays the government to pay for everyone that's on a social service? What you, they just print the money, Gary. So what are you talking I about, I guess what Gary? I'm really saying is, what I'm really, really saying is, do you miss me yet? Okay. <laughs> so we've got another article. Yes. Do we? Do uh, we have another one? I don't know. Breaking. Oh. <laughs> Biden admin temporarily blocked from lifting Title 42. Ooh, who's that from? That is coming from the post millennial. Okay. 
Good pretty, they're pretty good old folks over at the Post Millennial. Yes, we like them. Let's get on down to everything here. In a lawsuit first filed by the states of Missouri, Louisiana, and Arizona, the court order will keep Title 42 in place. This is a huge victory for border security, but the fight continues on, Schmidt said. Let's see. Let's, let's jump back up here where Schmidt is. My fault, guys. It's all good. It's, I uh, believe he is our um, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> he obtained a temporary restraining order Monday that blocks the Biden administration from lifting Title 42, a public health order that has expedited the expulsion of immigrants since March 2020. And now that I've read that article backwards, yeah, we purely well, yeah, yeah. You Tarantino'd it, right? Right. I know that there's a man at this table that's really got something to say on this issue in particular. Tell us more. I think it's a Rodriguez rants moment. Not you, Mr. Moore. No, I'm not going to get involved in this one. <gasps> oh, yeah, you've got to, Mr. <gasps> well, let me tell you. Yeah. In a way, it's good that they're not counseling the 42 because um, these people are suffering in these gates. Well, these cages, really. Yeah, who built the cages, Joe? And um, they're going to send them back home or keep them in Mexico. In the cages? No, load no, the cages. They're going to keep them on the yeah. outside of the yeah. United States. Right. To me, I think it's okay because they don't have to suffer in those cages. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where those kids are going when they send them on buses to other states. What are they doing with them and where are they going? Yeah. You know? And um, That's a big worry. Yeah, yeah, what they, what they could be doing for sure, and um, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I hope they solve the problem soon or send these people back because there's too many of them to come this way. We can't support them all. Yeah, I right. mean we're not ri- right now. We're we're losing money. The Biden is going crazy, uh, spending money now. He wants thirty three billion more for the Ukraine war. Right, you know. Um, I'm thinking they could solve the Ukraine war by just telling the Afghans that, or the Taliban, hey, run all that machinery and armory material over to Ukraine and fight with them against Russia for a little while. I believe... Oh, alongside ta- them. Or, yeah. <laughs> Don't fight with them. Or just, or just tell them the rest of the armory that we left was in Russia. Hey, you want to complete your set? All the other oh, stuff we left... Is in Russia. Is in Russia. <laughs> I mean, they don't get the news over there. I mean, maybe CNN. We gave you Pikachu Charmanders in Russia. Go get it. <laughs> Go collect them all, buddy. <laughs> oh, good uh, golly, yes. Putin, I choose you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See no, how you understood, understand a little bit about the Pokemon. <laughs> the whole process is just, it's... It has gotten so far out of whack. And there are those. There is a system. You want to come here? That's fine. We are a melting pot. I, I reference yes. myself as an American mutt. Um, everyone is, well, I got my genealogy. Well, guess what? I don't care what my genealogy is. I'm an American mutt. I'm here. I'm here. Um, you know, there are those, well, I'm Latino American. I'm African American. I'm Irish American. Man, I ain't got time to run through what I am. 
Gary just runs the gauntlet. Uh, there's part of who I am that isn't even listed because somewhere in my family, they married an Indian, a Native American. No, I thought you were going to say it wasn't listed because those kind of people aren't made anymore. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm cut no. from well, <laughs> I'm cut from a special kind of cloth. They don't make that cloth. They no don't make that cloth anymore. But no, see, that's 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 the problem. You know, you've got limited edition. That you got Pocahontas up there identifying. You know what all kind of Indian she is, and really couldn't prove nothing. I, was like, I, I accept. I accept yeah. the fact that I do have Elizabeth Indian. Warren. For those who don't know. Oh, yes. Oh, I was just thinking, like, oh, yeah. YouTube's not going to let us talk about poking hauntesses. <laughs> well, they let a few other people talk about some pokey hineys. <laughs> I mean, hoeing hauntesses. Um, yeah, so, unfortunately. Yes. Buttigieg. But what's going on at the border, it was real simple. Build the wall. You've got Pelosi and the rest of them. Obama's got his gated community in Wash or uh, in well, <laughs> in Washington. He's got a gated community there, gated community in the Hamptons. He's a walled uh, sanctuary in in Illinois. So what you're saying is walls work? Walls do work. I told uh, you. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, in a home you've got walls. We if we just lived in canopies or tarps over the top of our heads, it's not going to get it. I agree with but, Louis though about them being being kept in Mexico. I think it's a good place, it's a good safe place for them to be. They're not like especially with the kids in cages because they show those photos from 2014 during the Obama administration where the kids were kept in cages, separated from their families. Um, when they can all be together. Well, we're also assuming that they that was, are because that was the big argument from the left was that they were being the families are being separated. Okay. Well, that's what Title 42 was about. So these families can stay together in Mexico, in Mexico. while they're being processed. Because it does take time. And we are the system only gets backed up further and further when people are not trying to do it the right way. Is and, there, we're, and we're not talking about being prejudiced no. or anything like that. You know, we got, we got, we're America. We got to worry. Everybody's always out to get us. We got to make sure that we don't have a terrorist coming in. Through exactly. the border illegally, and then come over here, a rapist or whatever, and hurt us or hurt somebody uh, or throw a bomb and kill a bunch of us. Yep. You know, we don't need that. That's why we have rules. You come through the process. Yeah. If it, Are you good and will you contribute? Right. That's all I need to know. And you bring these people in here and you start giving them welfare, what are you teaching them? That life is easy. You don't have to work. You give them everything you want. You know, that's not right. People got to learn how to work I don't as know. well. And not just welfare. Have you seen all the different stipends they, they, they can get from this administration? You're not just vetting them. You're core vetting them at that point. Yeah. 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 There's no, there's no, no such thing as uh, them having to live. People, ha people who are, no matter what country they're coming from, having to live several people to a household anymore because... They're all getting a paycheck that's cut out of your taxes, just so you know. Ugh, I'm a libertarian. Taxes. Just keep in mind, Tax we paid theft. back England for the tea that was spilt in Boston. And that was, what, 1.8% tax, tax hike? <laughs> right, on? right, it was nothing. <laughs> they were like, 1.8% tax Re hike on tea? It so I won't we... have it, sir. I'm creating my own country. <laughs> <laughs> Come get it. <laughs> that, that may be what we need to start yeah, doing as it. Americans is just go to El Salvador, clean everything up, 
and then let them come back home. <laughs> right. You know, we'll go That's down, we'll nice, buy it. Nice it's on the dollar, build our own country. We'll yeah. clean up the water. We'll find oil or whatever else we can find. And yeah, we'll uh, figure ways to take the ocean and hydropower across the... <laughs> Across it, he's got a Gary's, big he's ideas. On, Gary's I, on I, this. I'm on it. We can we can build back better, <laughs> as our our current president would well, like to well, say. We can build El Salvador back better. Well, well, speaking of homes, yes, uh, a lot of blue haired Twitter people lost their home this week. Uh, or at least they will soon, I should yeah. say. As Elon Musk lands a deal to take Twitter private for forty four billion dollars. $54 a share. Hey, he got it there. <laughs> he paid it. Yeah. Uh, billionaire entrepreneur. Oh, sorry. This came from Bloomberg. Hey. That place. Now, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's usually a left-leaning news source, but in this case, they got it right. They got it right. <laughs> billionaire entrepreneur Ellen. 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 Jeez. Yeah. Not like Ooh. I haven't said that a ton this week. I didn't Elon know that he Musk, transitioned. Hey. <laughs> she had her last show this week. But uh, Elon Musk agreed to buy Twitter Inc. for $44 billion using one of the biggest leveraged buyout deals in history to take private a 16-year-old social networking platform that has become a hub of public discourse and a flashpoint in the debate over online free speech. I could dig further than that, but it talks about how much the shares were and so on and so forth. Yeah. I don't Numbers. know if you guys I don't know if you guys heard about this. It was a minuscule news story this week, but it was, it was nice you brought it in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kim was sitting there going, it's like, you realize how many people could have got a really nice paycheck with that $44 billion? How said, many people well, you could feed with that? Yeah. I said, well, yeah, I'm yeah, technically. Well, but. there are those executives on uh, that had good market share into Twitter, and, of course, but I believe it was like $54 a share when it was uh, $44, $48 on April 1st. So April Fool's Day, they got a gift of nearly a $10 jump in their market share just so one man can say, we're going to bring back free speech, true speech. And uh, I, I you know, as, hope as it works out the way Many meals as that, as that paycheck could have bought. Um, a lot more people could have been fed um, a long time ago if Twitter had not enacted their policies the way they did and took away free speech and took away a sitting president from their platform because it was his pathway to talk directly to the people around the left-leaning news sources that mm -hmm. is everywhere. The libertarian stance on this, of course, is it's a free market and he can spend his money however he wants. Exactly. And well, I'm perfectly fine with that. It's his money. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him how to spend it. And that the government... The government takes far more money than that and doesn't feed as many people either. Exactly. <laughs> and what people they do feed, it's really not that good of food either. You know, Here's a block of cheese. Have Mike, fun. Michael Obama knows just how that works. <laughs> now, I know just from rumblings before the show that we have a guy at the table who isn't that big of a fan of Mr. Musk. No, and I'm I would, not. But, I'd like to hear his point of view. Go ahead, Louis. The Free, the free speech is good. I'm glad he's bringing that back. But he's charging $5 for it. <laughs> you don't know how much of a free speech is going to be. 
This is a man that you can't really trust. He's a libertarian. Oh. As they say. <laughs> but he's really up. not a libertarian. He has donated to the Democrats. He has um, donated to the Republicans. So he's a person that he looks out for his pocket. You give me what I want, I vote for you. That's who the who Leon Musk is. Elon Musk, yeah, and that very well could be the case. I'm um, listen. A businessman is a businessman, and he'll be a businessman all the way through. The guy's been thinking in and out of the box, but he's not loyal to any. Yeah, right, no, yeah. no. I think, I think he's and playing I, the game. I, I think when it comes he, to yeah. That, in yeah. the end, he's he's playing a game. Um, I think everyone's playing the game to a degree. Well, and I mean, honestly, as a, as a libertarian, I mean, that's that's kind of the game, right? You know, you're you want the libertarian candidate to make it, but I'm I'm a policy guy. I don't care if you're red or you're blue. I don't care if you know if if Biden goes out there. I don't care if it's Biden next term. As much as I would not want to vote for this guy. But if he came out and he said, these are my policies, and I knew they could enact those policies and make those things happen, and they benefited me, or, or is it something like that, I would, I would vote that way. I mean, maybe that makes people cringe, but I don't care about the figurehead. How about if it goes the other way? And, and that's fair. But I'm going to vote whichever way. And, I mean, if he contributes to whatever benefits him the most, I mean, that's just, that's just saying, like, I don't really... That's what libertarians do. We're, we're here to not really care about whether it's a, a donkey or an elephant. We're here to say these policies are solid. Let's go for those policies. He's a man that he drives on power. And when you have a man that got all that money and drives on power, it's a dangerous man. It's a real dangerous man. Well, once again, that's still a two-way street because in America... If you hump it, you can make that coin. And you can make that coin honest or you can make it dishonest. Now, in many corporations, the line between them is a little bit smaller. I'm not going to, I don't know the man more than what I've heard across the news. So take, take the aspect of his business. How many people has he got employed? Now, that would have to be something I don't know off the top of my head since I'm kind he of... employs a lot of people. I know that. Okay, so... We'll just go with a lot of people. A lot of people. And uh, so he has he has figured out niches that work. And it, it comes back to the notion, work smarter, not harder. So if I can figure out something you need... And I could provide that for a dollar figure. It should be to me to say, I'm going to make that money. See a need, fill a need. Yes, PayPal. Exactly. PayPal. Yeah. Pay, yeah. PayPal. Tesla, um, SpaceX. And not only under the Tesla heading as the car manufacturer, I mean, but he's also in with the solar panels under that same heading. So. Yeah. And that's what they were huge on at the beginning was. Exactly. Was on the solar panels. And I am absolutely all for um, solar power, wind power. I like that notion. I also like hydro um, when you've got the aspects for that. They want to go green. And and I think this is where when you've got people like Elon Musk, there is always going to be that shadow. Once you get up so high, unfortunately, 
everyone underneath you can only see a shadow. They see you, but there's still a shadow. And um, so in the end, as for me as a believer, all I could do is say, Lord, I know you're, I know you got control. Um, do I like everything I'm seeing? No. I control the things that God will allow me to control. We've already seen how social media has went from being something fun to being something political now to being something that's outright to the point that youth are are walking away from that side of the coin. And uh, I know that's kind of stepping away from, from the Twitter aspect, but I believe there's been a lot. The reason their stocks have been dropping is a simple fact that people are just saying, I don't like the drama. I got enough people that love me, which comes back to your message, a closer walk with thee. There's people that are finding that there's people that are a lot closer to them that can give them that social gratification. And he spent a lot more money. So to say he's completely brilliant, I I know as a businessman, he's hoping that he's going to get his money back on this deal. So I don't know what all is going to take place there. But looking at the plight of society today, this is someone that had enough money in his pocket to say, all right, we're going to, let's just hit the pause button on this. And I think that's what this is, is a major pause button on a, on a big outlet. And realistically, I'd like to see a pause button on Facebook. Granted, I know my position with the church. I do the recording and, uh, and putting that onto Facebook. So, some families that can't get out to the church house can see that message. So there is a level to that platform that is critical and important. But with this, I, I, I understand. But let's let's see how things play out. There's always going to be that shadow on anyone that's near the top. So that's that's where I'm at. But I think he's playing both sides. Oh, yeah. Who's pushing the text list? Those electric cars. Who's pushing it? Well, uh, Biden, Biden, Nancy, well, Biden is not <laughs> pushing. Biden is not pushing they Tesla. Got stuck in, but, they got but, stuck in it. But now, Eli, Eli Musk, he's got share in it. So, is he playing both sides? But the thing is, you know? Biden, Biden has actually been pushing Ford and Chevy over Tesla, and Elon Musk actually called him out on that and said, "Why is it that we're the originator? We're the best at it, but you're pushing Ford and Chevy over us." That that is true. To make the electric that is cars, because uh, the the one electric vehicle that uh, our former vice president Biden did drive uh, was a Ford. Yeah, so but still, that's is he paying both sides? You know, that's what I gotta say. And also, maybe, oh yeah. maybe well, we, we don't know the guy. He's playing both sides. That, and but, that's that's what the devil does. The devil plays both sides of the coin because he's going to do what benefits him. That's how that works. Maybe yeah, that's he'll watch our little bitty show. And and he'll hear you talking about it, and he'll find a closer like walk it. with thee. I want to like bring it. something else up. He's also going to make robots. That's fair. That might be kind of cool. In closing. In closing, um, you know, I just want to personally thank God. How do we usually do this? I'm sorry. I usually go into thank so, you, but I, I think uh, I'd like to go ahead and go with a closing prayer for you, and then we'll, we'll close out, right? Isn't that how we like to do it here? I know I'm the host, but... 
Yeah. Uh, so yes, I can go ahead and do a, a, a prayer. Um, if you'd like, please, uh, father God, we want to thank you for this time to be able to do this show week in and week out, um, with good, uh, friends and family, um, or for, for our perfect producer, Sterling, who, uh, I don't know what we do without him. We're just lost without him. He's the best. Uh, so thank you, Lord, for that. Amen to that. Please your, place your healing hands on these people that we've listed off today um, and, and and give them a good path forward, Lord. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And that's going to bring us to a close here. We have our wonderful man right over here, Louis Rodriguez. Thank you for having me. Gary Moore over here. With the, the beautiful beard up against the camera? Yes. Enjoyed being with y'all. Your normal, above average, perfect even, sometimes, <laughs> host, Josh Cummins, bring the word. Thank you. And I've, I've been very grateful to be the, the guest host this week. Everyone, have a great week, and we can't wait to see you next. Your name, Silver CHC. My name, I guess. I'm Alan McFarland from The Laughing Libertarian, and I hope you guys have a great week. <laughs>